fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, and it is great to be with you again. Oh my goodness, what a great show we have for today, folks. We have the great Tom Renz on with us today. He's going to talk about a case for a billion dollars, right, that he just filed in New York State Supreme Court, alleging, and this is what I love about this man alleging that the source origin for SARS-CoV-2 was not natural evolution, that it was lab-generated, something we all know, the worst-kept secret, but this is now the first case that that I'm aware of that has been filed to substantiate that and say, you are going to have to address why these people have a grievance over a bioweapon that was made in a lab. Great case. I hope you go to um, some of the links that we'll provide in the podcast notes for you so that you can not only learn and read about the um, the case. I read the, it's a 60, I think 67 page um, filing that they made. It's brilliant. It's simple to read through. It makes total sense. Great citations, uh, great argument and um you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes uh, because this is this is what we have to do. We have to keep punching and keep punching and keep punching. Some of them will miss. Some of them will be deflected, but some of them will land. And once we start landing them, boy, there's going to be haymaker after haymaker coming after all these evil people out there. So I'm super, super excited uh, about that. And we get to talk to them about the um, the filing. We get to talk to them about the most important question in all this, which is how did it start? You know, I mean, it's been pretty obvious to all of us who've been doing any kind of research that this was developed in a lab. But I think what really gets under my craw is to find out how much of U.S. taxpayer dollars were spent to accentuate this gain-of-function research that was going on, this opening of Pandora's box, this, this attempt to create an I am legend type scenario, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy when you really stop to think about it. It's like you are on the verge of creating an extinction level event right here, you know, in a murder for profit scam. And we can't even ask questions. We can't even investigate this. Of course, you don't want to investigate it because you're not going to, you're not, you, meaning the evil folks aren't going to be able to withstand the results of that investigation. So um, we're seeing more and more cracks every day. We see, you know, what's going on in the European Union, how they're calling out uh, Pfizer for um, Pfizer admitting that they didn't do any transmissibility studies. So where did that 95% efficacy come from then? If you didn't confirm that the shots prevented transmission, well, we knew they didn't prevent transmission. I was the one that was breaking all the information on the breakthrough cases and the exponential rises in breakthrough cases at state levels that the CDC didn't want you to know about. So they said, we're not going to report on breakthrough anymore. 
I mean, that's just, it's crazy to me, right? We don't want to know about something. We're just not going to report on it. That way we can continue to lie and push out a a narrative that is based upon those lies, right? Crazy stuff. Well, um, this week has been crazy. Uh, As many of you know, um, my school, the Energetic Health Institute, was the first school to be deplatformed, to be censored, to be cancel cultured uh, by YouTube. Uh, Without warning, without justification, YouTube um, took us off. They just said we we weren't even uploading any videos. We had stopped uploading videos there. We had been on YouTube for 10 years, 10 years of school on YouTube for 10 years. And they said, nope, no more. We're going to just terminate you because we don't like what you're doing. We don't like that you're filing grand jury petitions and things like that. It's just a retaliation move, right? We didn't do anything. We didn't upload a video to even warrant that. So um, when we see that kind of stuff, what does that tell us? It tells us that we're over target. Right. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting us and been so uh, kind, especially folks who've been donating to help us, because we are going to throw some punches back at YouTube now, too. You don't get to do that to my school. You don't get to do that to my people and not get a response from me. And that's not how we get down. So we got some stuff for YouTube coming um, in the next couple of weeks, too. And if you want to be a part of that fight, um, go ahead and donate. Go to beyondthecon.com and donate and we'll make sure your money goes to justifiable righteous fights that we're going to start with these folks because uh, this isn't going to stand. We have a country that's a beautiful country and there are a lot of beautiful people in it and uh, we're going to fight for it. That's my attitude. We're going to fight you for it, right? I believe in love and I'm going to fight for love. I believe in what this country can be about. I'm going to fight for that. And I believe that the people in this country and the good hearts that we all have, I'm going to fight for that too. I'm going to fight for things. I'm not going to fight against things. I'm going to fight for things. And I hope you join us with that. So Tom Wren's on today, folks, is going to be perfect for that. Um, I know you all are aware of what happened with PayPal, right? Well, we got a mass exodus from there as well. You know, PayPal, you just showed me who you are. I'm going to believe you. You don't get to steal $2,500 of uh, the school and my hard-earned money, if, if talking about my personal account, you don't get to steal that because I said something you had disagreed with, you know, on social media, something that had no impact to your business whatsoever. You know, if you don't want my, you don't want our money, no problem. We won't give it to you. We'll go find another merchant processor that's going to do just fine. It isn't going to have a problem with freedom of speech, right? That's how this works. And this is what we have to do, folks. We have to stay very, very dialed in right now. And when a major organization, a major company shows us who they are in a negative way, we got to make sure they feel it. And all we got to do is leave, right? Every dollar spent is a vote cast. So every dollar saved, every dollar you don't give to tyranny and dictatorships and communism and all this other crap that's out there, every dollar you preserve is a vote cast too, a vote in favor of freedom. So we're really excited about what's going on right now. We are winning every single day, big wins, and they're going to start showing up in a legal setting as well. Trust me, they will. Um, But for right now, all we got to do is do the work. All we got to do is stay the course. And that's what's really exciting for all of us who've been in the fight for years and us and all the new folks that are joining the fight because they've finally realized this. Everything we said wasn't a conspiracy theory. It was a conspiracy right? There's a big difference between a theory and an actuality. They wanted to say, oh, you're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. No, we're conspiracy realists, right? This is an actual conspiracy and we're exposing it. Now, you may not like that, but you know who the people really aren't going to like that? The people 
who are actually participating in the conspiracy. So you have a choice right now in front of you. You have a choice to say, you know what, I didn't know, but I know now and I'm going to make a change. Or you can double down on the same lies. And if you double down on the same lies, you're going down with them. I promise you that. So folks, uh, when we come back after these messages, we'll we'll join um, conversation with uh, the great talk, the great Tom Renz um, and talk more about his case and what he's doing. Uh, some great information in there. And he's he he does some stuff that I really appreciate. I can't wait for you to hear it right after the break. Um, but until then, um, stay tuned for more Energetic Health Radio. Energetic Health Radio is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you folks. We have a great class that we have finally completed. Oh my goodness, I just finished filming on it last night. Over 30 videos, well over eight, maybe even over 10 hours of recorded information. It's called The Art of Cellular Healing. And I wrote it for everyone, everybody going through a disease process who, so we could give you a fast track to understanding how to utilize natural medicine to be effective, immediately effective. All right. But I especially wrote it for people with long COVID. And I wrote it for people, especially who've been injured by the shots. We're working towards getting people who've been genetically modified unmodified. It is possible despite what you've heard. And we want to start showing you the pathway to it. So it's going to be the Art of Cellular Healing. It'll be released next week. We'll do a big announcement on air in the next show about it. I want to really talk it up because I want everybody who needs help to get the education that can be helpful. You're going to have to be a part of your own rescue on this one, folks. All right. But we're going to help you get there. We're going to help you learn what you need to do to be a part of your own rescue. And we're also working with another organization I'll let you know about next week uh, to place some uh, board certified holistic nutritionists in their organization. So you can start working with people who have been directly trained by me, directly certified uh, by me, so that you can start getting the nutrition help and the detoxification, fasting help that you likely need. We're working on it, folks. We've heard you. You've sent so many beautiful, heart-wrenching and still beautiful emails in. We have heard every single one of them. We've read every single one of them, and this is going to be our response. We're going to teach you how to take care of yourself, and we're going to set up a system in place with a partner organization to make sure you can start working with our certified holistic nutritionists and our certified detoxification and fasting specialists. All right. People who've worked with me directly can talk to me directly and are trained by me directly. All right, folks, we are coming and we're coming to help. We'll see you right after the break with the great Tom Renz and a fantastic conversation about the fight for freedom and the fight for justice right after these messages. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? 
Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm here with, and I, I use this very sparingly, you all know that, when I say the great when I put the great in front of a name, you know this is somebody that's doing something very special and is acting selflessly. That's what that's when I use the term the great. We are here today with the great Tom Renz Esquire. Tom, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. You know, for, for the listeners here, I am really, I and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I'm honored to call Henry a, a friend. Uh, you know, he's just, he's a good guy. I've had the opportunity to hang out with him a few times. We've done some different things together. And I'm going to tell you, this is a good man. And uh, I, I'm just glad to be here. Well, brother, it's always good to have you. Finally got you on the show, all right, after a long, uh, a long time. But yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we we had been walking towards each other for quite some time, which was interesting. We'll we'll leave that story for another time. But essentially, yeah. it was destiny for us yep. to work together and and to become dear friends. And I feel the same way about you, brother. I love you, and anything you need, it's right yep. back at you. You know, you got it. So, oh, yeah. uh, folks, we have um, we have a lot of people doing a lot of good things throughout the country. All right, we have a lot of people. Um, talking about things needing to be done. We have a handful of people in our country and in this movement doing good things and productively. And Tom is definitely in that small group. So Tom, you just filed something in New York State Supreme Court. I'm going to just turn over the mic to you, let you tell us all about it, educate it on us, how we can support it as well. And then I'm sure I'll have some questions as we go through it, but the mic's yours, brother let us know what we got in store for us or should say what they have in store for them. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so I'm going to start out with this. Uh, if, if you're inclined to do so, the first thing you can do to support us is prayers. We need prayers. So it's an interesting thing. Someone asked me uh, after I filed this, you know, I said, well, how do you feel? I said, well, I said, I feel like I just filed one of the potentially highest profile cases in history against the evil empire, which means I feel a little bit stressed. 
uh, an awful lot of relief because I've been working on it for six months and uh, a lot of excitement and hopefulness that we're going to finally get some justice and accountability. I mean, at the end of the day, we've sat here and you and I know better than most the death, the carnage, the destruction that we've fought against for the last almost three years. It's been unbelievable what we've seen. And some of that was COVID, some of that was reaction to COVID, some of that was the vaccine, some of it was the hospitals. There's a whole bunch of things. But one thing is sure, none of it happened without the creation of a disease in a lab by a bunch of people who thought they were gods. And that's what the case is about. We've alleged that uh, EcoHealth Alliance and a few other defendants have in a lab in Wuhan, China, created SARS-CoV-2, that that disease got out and then subsequently caused the death of at least 6.5 million people. But in our case, and for our case, caused the death or injury of our plaintiffs. So what's that mean, right? What does that mean? That's, that's great. You're suing them. Yeah, we're suing them. Um, it's more than that, right? We're, we're trying to bring accountability to them. A lot of times you look at a lawsuit and you say, well, what's the lawyer getting out of it? And, you know, look at the money and look at this, look at that. To me, this case is a lot more important than any dollar figure. And I know everybody's talking about the dollar figure and, you know, whatever. It's a big number uh, and may end up being bigger. Who knows? Uh, but that's not the point. The point is the ill-gotten gains that the people who created this have, have achieved through and because of this creation. So let's start out with the, the kind of the basics of the law, right? Henry, let's say that you decide to open Henry's Dynamite Factory. And uh, so you you, uh, you go into uh, the Phoenix area and you buy a building and you decide you're going to start producing dynamite there. Well, you got your factory up and running and all of a sudden it blows up. And you level two blocks around the factory because it blew up and you kill a whole bunch of people. Well, you know... There's a lot of questions you ask. First of all, why would you put a dynamite factory in Phoenix? Why not put it out in a field in the middle of nowhere? So if it blew up, it didn't hurt anybody. Um, you know, why, uh, what happened? What caused that explosion? Why did all this happen? At the end of the day though, if your factory was making dynamite, that's a dangerous activity. You knew it was a dangerous activity. Everybody knew it was a dangerous activity. And so you chose to do it and you chose to make money off of it. If the result of you doing that and taking that risk is a whole bunch of people died, well, that's going to be on you under the law, right? Now, let me draw a parallel. We've alleged that in Wuhan, China, EcoHealth Alliance, when, with and in conjunction with the, basically with the Chinese Communist Party, but uh, you know, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, you know, did this gain-of-function experimentation. They knew it was dangerous. We had a moratorium that they had to get an exemption from. Uh, you know, just gain-of-function inherently is dangerous. So you're taking a disease and you're making it more dangerous. I mean, that seems like a bad idea to me. But these guys were doing this, and, you know, we they were funded to do this, and they continued to get funding to do this. But more importantly, they were doing it regardless of the funding. Some of it was private funding. They wanted to do it. They sought this. They went after this. They decided that they wanted to uh, 
to do this. So they, they, they go screwing around with this gene therapy or this genetic modification of these viruses. They make it more dangerous. We know we got the Menagerie paper, we got all sorts of their papers. Plus, we have Andrew Huff, firsthand witness, whistleblower. You know, he brought forth, he's going to be testifying under oath. And we got all sorts of other things too that point to this. But they successfully were making viruses and making them more dangerous. Well, they won. They were succeeded. They succeeded. Where they failed, though, was that those dangerous viruses that they created, we believe, uh, got out. We believe they got out because, well, look at it. It's here, right? You created it. What it just magically appeared outside at the same time? I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um. So, they create a disease. They create this virus. It gets out. And, you know, it gets out and runs rampant around the world and kills six and a half million people. So in the dynamite factory, you make dynamite, it blows up and kills people. In this case, you make a disease, it gets out, it kills people. You see the parallels. So that's, that's the basis of this case, right? right? They, you make this, it's inherently dangerous. They knew it was inherently dangerous and it got out. Well... You know, what, what, what I love about this case is it gets down to the fundamental question, the fundamental question of how did this begin? You see, I've been proposing that we've talked about it ad nauseum, you know, since we've, we've been having all these incredible conversations. It comes back to, was this rapid evolution as they, and natural origin as they asserted pushed, seeded the deck. It was shocking to me that Peter Daszak of the Echo Health Alliance manages to get into key positions on both of the um, groups that were investigating this. One with, uh, there was a British group that was investigating this, and there was a group at the World Health Organization, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was investigating this. Peter Daszak is the only member on both of these and he's associated with the Echo Health Alliance, who is involved with the development of this, along with uh, the Bat Lady, um, you know, based upon what you so eloquently put in this filing, um, the, you know, the work of Barrick, you know, Ralph Barrick at North Carolina Chapel Hill, you know. And so when you start to, un when you start to tug on this thread, you know, where it takes you is this is far from natural rapid evolution. Uh, this is definitively enhanced in a lab, and you can get into the semantics of is it gain of function or not. That's what Fauci and friends try to do. It is gain of function, right? Yeah. Let's let's stop kidding ourselves, but let's forget about the semantics of all of that. Let's get into did someone use taxpayer dollars to fund this development in communist China? Was were our taxpayer dollars used to fund dangerous? Like I love the analogy with the dynamite. Genetic experimentation of how to make a virus that really was innocuous, yeah. lethal. That's yeah. the, the the moving it from innocuous to lethal is what makes it a weaponized virus. Now, was this? research carried out in China 
with American taxpayer money. Yes, that's something that you put in there. Can you please take us through that part of it right now and, and what you know today and what you're able to confirm with the health of the of the whistleblower? Can you take the audience through that entire thing? Because I don't know about you, as yeah. an American, that infuriates me. Oh, yeah. Well, and it should. And so remember, we also put out a couple, probably two, three weeks ago, a report that went through all this. So part of what I can talk about is the lawsuit and part of it is the report and I can kind of bring it together, right? So the lawsuit doesn't necessarily address the funding side uh, or you know the Fauci's role in it or the, the government's role, but it's a critical, critical component, right? Fauci, first of all, one of the things that you said that just gets under my skin is the semantic game, enhanced evolution versus uh, gain of function. Listen, if you've got a virus, you screw with it in a lab and it gains functionality, that's gain of function, okay? They had a virus, they screwed with it in a lab, it gained functionality. They, can, they It was absolutely gain of function. And Fauci and his merry band of crooks trying to dodge out of this is just the most transparent garbage ever. The only reason that, that it's holding any water at all is simply that uh, you know they count on the American people and the people of the world to be too dumb to understand what they're saying. They think they're trying to use their scientific superiority to convince you all of a lie. And uh, I believe, who was it that said, I think the who said, we own science now uh, because they partnered with Google. Well, that, that's what this is. It's them trying to own science because they figure you're all too stupid to understand it. Uh, what they don't know is that you're not. Uh, and there's a few of us out there that are willing to try and figure it out and break it down so that we can all understand it. So that, that part's infuriating. Now, the funding part is a really critical thing, right? And funding goes to damages and to things like that. But uh, interestingly enough, and I want to really put this out there because I almost want to send a thank you note to Anthony Fauci and to Peter Daszak. Um, Daszak not only did the gain of function research and you know we're alleging that he did this and uh, that it resulted in killing six and a half million people and Fauci not only helped you know ensure that that happened and covered it up but then they just did another grant to do more of it I mean clearly they didn't learn their lesson apparently they're okay with the result of COVID-19 I mean, they don't care that six and a half million people are dead. Let's do some more of it. So, you know, I look forward to explaining that to a jury uh, and, and asking whether or not, you know, that sort of behavior would indicate maybe a need for additional punitive damages. We'll see what happens. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to tip my trial strategy here, but I don't think anybody would be surprised that that's something you'd think about. I mean, this arrogant monsters... Uh, you know, they're out there, they're out there, they're funding more of this, right? And I'm going to be honest, if I have to tell you that I'm going to go after punitive damages to try and get you to stop this, I'm happy to do so because I don't need another disease out there killing 6 million people. Exactly. So, so you know, whatever. But uh, as far as the, the disease itself goes, so you've got numerous papers and them in their own words through video, through elsewhere. And then also, you know, like I said, we got a firsthand whistleblower, but you put it all together and here's what it looks like happened. Uh, it looks like, and we're alleging, 
that these guys, you know, were experimenting on various things. They talk about in papers. So you've got these viruses that are in animals. And even if you get them in your body, they don't really connect to your body. They just pass through and get passed out, right? They don't do anything. They don't hurt people. But the diseases could potentially cause trouble if they were able to interact with the human body, but they don't because they're not human diseases. So, you know, when we breathe, when we go around and, and you know, Henry, you're better to talk about this than me, but we walk around and we breathe, we inhale dust particles, we inhale whatever germs are in the air, whatever. Most of the time, uh, it just passes through your body occasionally. If it's the right disease or the right bacteria or the right this, it might may get in there and make you sick. In this case, they took these things that normally can't really do anything when they get in your body. And they said, hey, you know, I'll bet you if we, we inserted this, this spike protein thing in here, and, uh, you know, this spike protein, you know, we know that this will connect to the human body through what's called an ACE2 receptor. We'll bet you that this disease could then cause some real trouble for people. So they, st they, they insert this, this spike protein into this virus that wouldn't normally screw with people, right? And then they fool with it. And they experiment with it. And they, they tested in humanized mice. What humanized mice means is they've taken mice and they've added human genetic material so that they can see, so that they can experiment like they're experimenting on people, but they're not actually people. Now, you know, I mean, you may have some ethical or moral problems with them creating these chimeras. Um, I'm not sure it's a great idea, but you know, whatever it happens. Um so they experiment and they find that they, they oh, hey, look, at we did. We made it, you know, hey, this new disease, this will infect people now. And they were all proud of it. They talked about it. They made announcements about it. While they're making announcements about all these diseases that they were creating, and by the way, when you do gain-of-function research, the scientists are tell, tell me the same thing all over the place. So, you know, you're trying to get, uh, in this case, you know, a spike protein to connect to a virus and then get that virus to connect to a human cell and this, that, and other. So you don't just do like, well, eh, let's do this and see if this works and that's it. You know, they're doing all sorts of experiments, all sorts of combinations, all sorts of things. So you end up with a whole bunch of products, products being, you know, uh, viruses that have been altered. And you find out which ones are viable, which ones are going to work, which ones aren't. And you end up with more than one. So we don't really know how many viable products that came with out of this. But amongst those products, we allege was SARS-CoV-2. Well, SARS-CoV-2 worked real well at connecting with humans. Then, like I said, at some point, it, can't, it got out. Now, you asked a really, really, really important thing. What I was talking about just now seems kind of complicated to me. I sure wouldn't know how to do all this. But here's the deal. It it's, seems to be a bit of a stretch to think that China knew how to do it. So the question is, you know, if China didn't know how to do this, and we sent the technology over there to do it, did we really just teach the Chinese Communist Party that hates, uh, hates the U.S., hates freedom, and has said they want to use bioweapons on us, how to genetically manipulate viruses to make them more infectious to people? 
because that's what it seems like they did. And I, yeah, I know we got a break coming. I'll have more on that when uh, when we get back. If you're interested, yeah, let's let's come back to that because that's we're talking about treason here, folks. Let's just put it out there. We're talking about treason. We're talking about empowering a rival nation with a means with which to kill Americans and kill any enemies of that rival nation. That, by definition, is a treasonous act, especially when it's done for, as you've said, Tom, ill-gotten gains. You know, I mean, that you're being bought off. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's been disturbing to me that we're selling our land off to the uh, Chinese Communist Party. It's been it's been alarming to me that you you don't have to be a citizen of this nation to own land in this nation. That That's very disturbing to me. And then when you start to see the amount of money influx in uh, through our election cycle, I mean, I think uh, Unga the Great or uh, Kanekoa the Great uh, on Telegram has been exposing that, that there's a Chinese Communist Party uh, member who somehow has data from uh, voters from this country. How is that possible? Right. You know, you start looking at this, you go, there, there's there are some people who are are playing the role of Judas, you know, in our in our government right now. And it's it's deeply, deeply concerning, deeply disturbing. And, and we better root them out, you know, uh, and root them out quick. And that's what I love about this act here. When we come back, we're going to have more Tom Renz. I got some questions for you and I got some thoughts that I want to get from you as well. Um, but uh, I, I definitely want to talk about um, this uh, this new thing that came out from uh, Peter Halligan, a data analyst, uh, stating that it's actually closer to about 20 million people globally uh, that have, have died. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, just remember, a lie told a thousand times is still a lie. And this is something that we have to make sure we, we hold um, these people to account. A lie told a thousand times is still a lie. And that's what they've been doing from day one because it's been in their own survival interest and in their financial interest to do so. That's why there has been such heavy censorship. That's why there's been collusion between the government and the uh, big tech platforms. And that's why we have to root it all out because our lives and our children's lives depend on it. More with Tom Renz right after these messages. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. 
HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Right, everybody, welcome back. I'm here once again with the great Tom Renz. We're talking about this case, and I want to get a, a couple of these specifics in. But before we get into it, you were saying in the last segment, 6.5 million people have died um, as a result, you know, of, of all of this, right? And, and and that's certainly a fair number, easily provable, you know, things like that. We have some debates in this country as to the actual number of people who died from COVID versus died of comorbid conditions and were assigned a COVID death. You know, that's the whole bread and butter of what we're doing here. Our assertion based upon your work and our work together has been uh, that more people have died from the shots than have died from the actual infection. But one of the things I wanted to share with the audience was this basic thing. This is the teacher in me coming out real quick, is that what they did with SARS-CoV-2, from what we understand today, is that the gain of function that they gave it was the ability to get into a human cell, all right? And once it was into a human cell, then it could produce, it could start taking over some of the, the organelles within the cell and start producing copies of itself and produce the, the disease known as COVID, right? So the easiest way to understand this is that the spike protein is the key to unlock the door to get into the cell. If without that key, without the spike protein, the coronavirus doesn't get into the human cell. And that's why what Tom was saying about it being specific for other animals, maybe, but not us is true. What they are doing in these labs is teaching things that otherwise wouldn't pose any threat to humans, how to infect human cells. That's what the gain of function essentially is. And then you see which ones are the most virulent, like imagine an Ebola virus that doesn't really affect humans being taught how to infect humans. Now you have a flesh-eating disease problem globally on, in, you know, throughout the world. Um, to me, folks, if you want to watch a movie on this, and, and this is sci-fi, but not really, you go and you look at I Am Legend with Will Smith. What they are tinkering around with is Pandora's box, and they're going to open it, and they've, if they haven't already done so, which they, let's be real, they already have done so, but they're tinkering with it because they are stuck on their own hubris, their own misguided pathological belief that they are gods and they can can do this without any consequence. And what they're messing around with is the great possibility of creating an extinction level event for all of humanity. So what Tom is doing, what my team is doing, what other great freedom fighters throughout the world are doing is saying, no, we're going to hold the line right here and shine the light on this dark, evil issue before us. And we're going to get some strong regulation and the outlaw of this diving into Pandora's and opening Pandora's box upon humanity so that you can make money. This is this is why I've been calling this murder for profit. This is why Tom has been is filed this case in New York State Supreme Court saying, let's get down to the root of this. The root of this is that people in our government, appointed officials, spent American taxpayer money to teach a rival nation how to create a bioweapon. Okay. That's what it cuts down to. Now, if you're okay with that, me and you are going to have a problem because that directly impacts our children. And that's why me and you are going to have a problem. So, Tom, let's jump in here. I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this. So, Peter Halligan, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Peter Halligan, 
uh, noted um, uh, data analyst, put together a very simple way of looking at this. And by his estimates, and he's saying that Varus is underreported by a factor of about 40, which you know you could you could make that argument. I know we had said earlier that you know from a previous case that you had filed that five times is at least, you know, that you can yeah. multiply any number of Varus by five and be completely safe in the result you get. Yeah. Well, and we were being very conservative. That's very. super conservative, right? Yeah. So he's saying 20 million. Okay. He's saying at least 20 million people have died with respect to these shots. Okay. What do you think about that with all of the enormous research you've done to be able to position yourself in courts of law? Well, I mean, listen, you know, when you go into a court, you always want the the most conservative estimate you can because you want to make sure that it's something that you can get to, right? It's much harder to prove something that's, you know, 80% likely than something that's 99% likely. So you want your confidence interval to be pretty high. Uh, I think that the 20 million number is very, very reasonable. I think on a global scale, I mean, I would hate to even guess the carnage. But I will tell you that when this is said and done, I think that the number of people dead from the jabs will probably, I mean, we're looking at like World War II numbers, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, just monumental amounts of death. And that doesn't count reproductive issues, uh, long-term health problems. You know, I mean, are we going to say they died with the jab or from the jab, right, um, to, to take from our other work? Um, you know, it's... It's really difficult to get an exact number because the thing about this is that the deaths from the jab are very easy to cover up. When you have a heart attack, they say it's a heart attack, which is ironic because if you had COVID and you got hit by a bus, well, you died from COVID. But if you have a heart, you have the jab and it causes a heart attack, well, you had died from the heart attack, right? So we've got two totally different mechanisms by, for measuring the, uh, the deaths. And it's, it's just as corrupt as can be. I, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. You wrote early on a brilliant paper on that, which I, I absolutely loved. Um, you know, it's just from the beginning we see that. But I think that the 20 million number is a very reasonable number. I don't doubt that we're in that vicinity. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just monumental to see the car, I mean, listen, we had just this weekend, but what is the guy uh, played for the Detroit Lions? Yep. Just collapsed so, on the field. Collapsed on the field uh, during a play. Collapse yeah. on, collapses on the field. Um, looked like he made contact with uh, one of the Patriot players. Collapses on the field. They, it, it's such a, a, a emergency that they had to bring a medical unit uh, ambulance onto the field. You never see that. They got his dad or some one of his family members out of the stands running on there to, to, to join him. I haven't heard a follow-up as today, but that's the first major one that we've seen during a live event. And the thought I was having on that, Tom, early today, thank you for bringing it up, was um, I wonder how many times we've seen that in practices that we are just unaware of. Because if, oh, yeah. if we're seeing these in live sporting events all around the world, we finally see one in uh, in in an NFL game, how many times is this happening during practice? I wonder. Yeah, for well, from what we're hearing, an awful lot. I mean, the number of dead athletes and dying athletes and sick athletes, and I don't know. I'm I am terribly out of sync with pop culture, but there's a real housewife thing 
mm-hmm. that I was told about who, you know, some lady who's 23 year old, perfectly healthy, you know, doesn't get into trouble. Son, you know, keels over and geez, I wonder what caused that. Doctors are baffled. You know, they just can't figure it out. It's like this, this buffoon from Illinois, the, the congressman or whoever it is, whose 17 year old daughter died of arrhythmia. Geez, heart issues from the jab. There's a shock. Now, what's really shocking to me is that either this guy is the stupidest human being on the entire planet, or he's willing to not even talk honestly about his daughter's death over this. I don't know which one it is, but in either event, he shouldn't be an elected official. I mean, you know, if you're either that stupid or that corrupt, neither way should you be an elected official. Um, but you know, at this point, how are we missing this? How can you still be so blind and how far, how far in the sand do you want to stick your head to avoid seeing the truth? I mean, you got to wait till it's your kid, till it's your son, your daughter, your, your wife, your, your husband, your, your mom or dad, what, what's it got to happen before you're willing to look and say, yeah, maybe there's an issue here. So this is this. I'm just looking up on this as well because this it's ridiculous. It's it's not only it's not only that, and that's a big problem in and of itself. Uh, the cornerback's name is uh, Savion Smith. Um, what's interesting is Yahoo immediately calls it a neck injury. They they're trying to make it out to be that that little tap that he had trying to jam a uh, opposing wide receiver from the New England Patriots. That was enough somehow to cause him to go completely unconscious and need the an ambulance to come on. That that has never happened. It's not a neck injury, folks. That is a metabolic injury. That's this kid. If he did get the shot, which all all, all appearances suggest that he did, that he got the shot. And now what do you do? You call it like you were saying, Tom, you call it something else. Oh, it was a neck injury. It wasn't the shot. It wasn't the effect. His heart didn't stop on him. No. He didn't. It wasn't an accumulation of spike protein because it's been genetically modified. It's it's just that's that's normal now in football, just like the same stupid normalcy they're trying to create for kids with myocarditis and saying yeah. that, oh, my God, it's normal for we We didn't realize how bad it was myocarditis before. It was the most underdiagnosed thing before. No, it wasn't. It wasn't underdiagnosed. It didn't exist in children until you start injecting them with a genetically modifying agent. That's yeah. when it starts to exist. So that's that's ridiculous. Tom, we got about 10 minutes left. I want to get into the thing I'm curious about is this is how they attempted to cover all of this up, because that was something that you laid out in that. And, and it was it a 60. How many pages was it? I, I love reading these because when I read through those, I'm like, oh, these people are digging their teeth in right here. How many pages was the uh, filing? Oh, the filing, I think, was 67, maybe, ish. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, I, and then the uh, the report was, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 100. I write so much stuff, and I, I read so much stuff, it all runs together. Amen. Uh, by the way, I've got to, before I forget, Henry, I want to give credit to Make Americans Free Again, mm-hmm. to P- Patty Finn, who's, who's co-counsel. Um, to the other lawyer, all the other lawyers and experts who helped with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm the guy who's out talking about it and I'm proud to have been very involved in it and proud to have driven a lot of strategy and things like that. 
but I this wasn't something that was a Tom Renz thing. It was a team thing. Amen. It was a group of people who were willing to come together to fight and to, you know, to persevere. And, you know, but for MAFA, but for Patty, but for the other attorneys and experts, yeah, this there's no we had it had taken me another six months to get this done. Amen. And folks, I'll tell you this right now. Um, make sure when you get a chance, support Make Americans Free again. Great organization, great, um, great organization, if for nothing else to, to get involved with from a share your email address, get their updates on a regular basis. Folks over there do a fantastic job. And I got to tell you, they get a lot of work done without any accolades, without any fanfare. They get things done. All right. Yep. And those are the folks that are easy to admire and, and a uh, great group to be uh, aware of and involved with. Now, um, Tom, we have a, we have just a few minutes left for you, because I know you got to run soon, and and so do I. But a uh, few minutes ref- left. Can you just take us through how they attempted to cover this up? Because this is pretty dramatic, and it really is a, a story we're starting to hear over and over again. Independent researchers are finding the same things. What did you guys find and how they attempted to cover up the theft of American money? Well, I mean, listen, so you've got, we've had the, the FOIA releases of various emails, including Fauci's, and you could see Fauci and Dasik and this whole crew working together to try and ensure that this was covered up. Uh, we've got the, I thought one of the things that was really, really damning was something that, uh, that, that Andrew came up with. You know, he's looking at the, the money stuff and he sees that a particular researcher is, you know, getting X number of dollars per month. And uh, talking about, you know, I believe this is natural origin or lab origin, right? Well, then Anthony Fauci talks about, you know, talking with this researcher in, in one of the emails. They talked about the co- a conference call that they had. And uh, shortly thereafter, the researcher buys in totally to natural origin. They quit talking about lab leak. Well, and at the same time, this same researcher gets an extra several hundred thousand dollars a month. And we're supposed to believe that that was coincidental, that that wasn't, you know, related, that Fauci just, you know, relayed some important information. Then, you know, at the same time, also realized that the same researcher should probably get a whole bunch more money because they do such a good job. I mean, this is ridiculous. It -hmm. is ridiculous. You see, we see Dasik talking about how he shouldn't sign this because we don't want it to appear incredible. Uh, we we see just unbelievable nonsense. And the thing that'll be, I think, more importantly, more important than what we've seen so far is what we find when we get to discover. I mean, you know, at this point, we know that they tried to cover it up. But there's something that I don't think that anybody's talked about. So we talk about the cover up. And, oh, it's terrible they covered it up. But here's the thing. Let me ask you. So, Henry, you do, knowing what you know, I mean, you know, you know healthcare. Yeah, you got a novel new pathogen outbreak of some type. To me, the most important thing you can get is information. Mm-hmm. You got to get truth out there. You got to get knowledge out there. You got to know what's going on. So my question is, is how many people died and how many unnecessary actions were taken because they didn't, they were busy covering their trail rather than talking about what they did. If they had told everybody, hey, here's the genetic sequence, here's the spike, here's how this works, here's how it came about, you know, by the way, it's this, it's this, it's this, would we have still locked down? 
Would we have still used masks? Would we still have forced our country into an economic collapse? Would we have done anywhere near the things that we did if we, if the general public had known the truth? And so that cover-up isn't just an issue because it's a cover-up, and it's not just a CYA thing. It's also how much money and how many lives did they cost on a global scale by covering this up? Now, I would go so far as to suggest that that was the intent, you know, to uh, to cover this up so that they could facilitate some of these other things like these death jabs. I mean, to me, it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Now, I don't have to prove that in court and yet, uh, but you never know. At some point, I may be able to prove that. We'll see. I think to me, there's evidence. I don't think there's necessarily proof that, uh, that I can quite get to yet that this was all a... Uh, a charade for the vaccines. But I, I do think that we're pretty close to being able to prove that. And I do think we will be able to at some point. I, I agree with you on that, because you have to question, why is there the suppression of early treatment? Why is there the suppression of multiple attempts at, at exploring this? See, what you have to step back and go is, okay, let's let's take the position that this is natural rapid evolution, right? It's some, they went into a bat cave and and something got out and it was always there. It was this and it was always dangerous, but as long as it was it was just in that cave, there was no problems. But then it gets out. Let's say that that happened. Okay, no. that means that no one is prepared for this. No. That means no one in any country is prepared for this. Right. And that means that all hands are on deck at that point because you don't know about the severity of it. And that means to me that what you do is you establish multiple hospitals doing different treatments so that you can establish which ones are going to be the most effective and right. which ones in combination because you're set, you start and then prevention, vitamin D, hello, pre prevention becomes a paramount thought. This was, this was the opportunity for them in March of 2020 to say, look, folks, we don't know what's going on, but we have early evidence suggesting vitamin D and vitamin C are very effective. Let's put those into play right now while we're still figuring this out. Instead, what they did was they came down hard on everyone like me and said, if you talk about vitamin D or vitamin C, not only are we going to censor you, but we are going to threaten your license, your livelihood. You can't talk about those things. Ivermectin, you can't talk about those things. Hydroxychloroquine, you can't talk about those things, let alone prescribe them. Oh, people are still prescribing them somehow? Let's make sure that the pharmacists now have the power to overrule a doctor's prescription. That's never happened before. And again, let's remind you that we're going to th we're going to threaten you. The FDA is going to threaten you with your livelihood via your license, right? And this is what we saw. So when you see that going on, that speaks, it, it reeks of intent. It reeks of intent to suppress treatment to, to accentuate bad numbers, cases going up, hospitalizations going up, uh, deaths going up to justify, we because what did they say consistently throughout the whole thing in 2020? We don't have a solution for this. That's why we are justifying, you have to remember, you cannot get EUA approval on these gene modification shots without with there being even one other justifiable alternative. And because they got the approval as fast as they could, that told us that how do you make sure you can get that approval? Suppress every aspect of early treatment. And this is where Dr. Peter McCullough, the great Dr. Peter McCullough is so over target on this. And that's going to be, to me, the linchpin right there for cases showing intent. There was intent to suppress. There was intent yeah. to do it. And if you have intent to suppress, 
that means that there's a reason for it. And it's not just the covering of your own butt. It's more nefarious when you have the scale that this is. So, Tom, we're right up against it right now. Thank you so much for being on. I want to give you final thoughts here. What do you, what do you want to engage our audience on right now? How can they, one, learn about this case, read about this case, and how can they continue to support your work? Well, we'll keep posting on rens-law.com, R-E-N-Z-law.com. So you can check us out there. Uh, we have a give, send, go, and we are trying to raise some money uh, because if we can raise some more money, I would like to have an army of lawyers fighting a whole bunch of different types of cases and uh, doing all sorts of good things. And if it's possible, we're going to do that. Uh, follow us on True Social, subscribe to our Substack. That's a great way to keep up. Uh, most importantly, though, before you do any of that, if you're willing, please send us a prayer. I, I will start with that. I will finish with that. Uh, you know, in my world, I'm a God guy. It's okay if you're not. I'm a failed God guy because, you know, it's part of being a Christian. But uh, at the end of the day, to me, he's carried us through on this. He's given, he's given us the opportunity to fight this and to stand against things that are way bigger than me. So I'm honored to serve. I'm honored to stand with heroes like you, Henry. I'm honored to continue this fight. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing the accountability and the resolution that we intend to bring about. Amen. It's, it's going to be faith and persistence that see us through, in my opinion. And I, I really love that the first thing and the last thing that you're telling everyone is send a prayer. That's yep. something we can all do. If you can't afford to support, we understand. And I think just send us a prayer and stay in tune with what we're doing so that you can share it with family members because more and more people are waking up and you know a lot of them, right? Yep. And a lot of people are resistant. That's, that's okay. But the truth doesn't need to be sold. The truth nope. just stands on its own. So folks, um, remember, we have four great challenges um, in this day and age to take no offense, to speak truth, to be selfless, and to remain humble. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for the Energetic Health Institute and Energetic Health Radio. We'll see you again next week, folks. <laughs>